You're listening to the Cash Valley Insider, conversations with founders, leaders, and creators about why they live, work, and play in Cash Valley, Utah. The Cash Valley Insider is a production of the Cash Valley Chamber of Commerce. Become a chamber member and learn more at cashchamber.com. On this episode, Cash Valley Chamber President Jamie Andrus talks with the Women's Council of Realtors Cash Valley about the state of Cash Valley's economy. Uh, Jamie is the CEO and president of the Cash Chamber of Commerce and the Cash County Economic Development Director. Ms. Andrus is responsible for supporting business growth and economic development for Cash Valley. The Chamber CEO advocates for legislative issues, supports and leads and encourages individual and business creativity, innovation, and inventiveness. As the president of the Chamber, she consults for business consults for businesses and provides networking and educational events for its members. As Economic Development Director, Andrus leads the Cash County Economic Development Alliance. This group is responsible for the economic development strategic plan for Cash County. Previous to this role, Ms. Andrus was the manager of client and affiliate relations at the Shingo Institute in the Huntsman School of Business at Utah State University. Shingo Institute licensed affiliates serve as an extension of the Shingo Institute team as they share, promote, and deploy the Shingo model throughout the world. Before joining the Shingo Institute, Jamie was the Associate Director of Partners in Business, also at USU. During this role, she led a team of student coordinators in providing a series of specialized business conferences that covered major business trends and facilitated a forum for practitioners, faculty, and students. Jamie Andrus has a Bachelor of Science in Human Resource Management and a Master of Science Human Resources from the Huntsman School of Business. Also during her time leading partners in business, Jamie was an adjunct instructor teaching human resources and the advisor to the Women in Business Association. Thank you, Brooke. I didn't realize you were going to read that entire bio. You know, I get handed a bio every time uh, I'm asked to lead uh, our leadership lunch, and I usually skim over and cut and paste. (laughs) So um, thanks for reading that whole thing. Now you know my whole life history. So I prepared um, a set of slides, and, and first I hope it's okay with everyone. I'm just going to introduce and talk a little bit about the chamber. Um, I find that many people don't really know about the chamber, so I'm going to go ahead and start with that. And then at the end, I have um, time for questions. So um, the Cash Valley uh, Chamber of Commerce has been around for over 100 years, Uh, started as a business organization. Um, I've been at the chamber for about three years, and I've just loved the pants off of it. It's just so fun. And I enjoy it so much. And we've rebranded and we were Cash Chamber. We decided to name, uh, add the name Cash Valley. We really wanted to be more inclusive. As you well know, Cash Valley extends beyond the border of uh, Utah and Idaho into Franklin and Franklin County and Preston. And we really, we really um, wanted to promote. Um, um, a camaraderie and a sisterhood, if you would, will, if you will, between the chambers. 
So what is a chamber and what does it really look like? Um, I think most people, when they think of a chamber, chamber of commerce, they think of uh, ribbon cuttings, right? Uh, so here's a couple of pictures of some ribbon cuttings. The bottom one is, uh, is uh, Old Chicago Pizza last year, and uh, you can see they've had quite a crowd. Um, a chamber is a private uh, membership organization, so we're a non-profit. Non uh, we're not a government. We don't belong to the county. We don't belong to Logan City. I'm not appointed. I'm not elected. Um, I was interviewed for a job just like anybody else. Um, what, what is our purpose? Our real purpose is to be a resource for businesses, um, for home businesses, small businesses, large businesses. We have a ton of manufacturing in our valley, tiny manufacturers, little manufacturers that you might not even know about. We really, we really focus with startup and tech, um, tech companies. We have a series of partners, a group of partners that we work with continually. Um, we have the Department of Workforce Services. We work closely with them. Um, the Business Resource Center, which is located at Bridgerland Tech at this moment. The Small Business Development Center, which is located at USU. Um, the Cash uh, Refugees uh, Center, CRIC, um, a number of nonprofits. We have a board of directors of about 25, and we have a board of governors um, right now that is about uh, eight. And um, so these, these people, the board of directors, are, are my boss, and uh, we report to them, and they oversee the chamber. Um, uh, otherwise, I... I am. Um, I'm. The, I'm responsible. We have a great staff. Uh, we have a membership director, and we have um, uh, an events uh, and operations director, and we have some tech people, and um, we we've hired some interns. So we we have a small team, but I think we get a lot done. Um, some of the things that you may have been involved in are maybe our women's conference. Um, we try to bring some really high-level speakers and um, interesting folks for you if you're going to come and see us. So you'll notice that we, we've invited President Cockett to speak a couple of different times at our events. Um, we had Shannon Barkey, who is an Olympian uh, skier. You can see she's got pink hair. And if you attended our women's conference uh, last fall, you got to hear her, and she was super fun. Um, the year before that, we had First Lady Jeanette Herbert, and we're just really proud of the things that, um, that we've been doing um, at the Chamber in a big way, uh, so it's, it's pretty visible. We do um, an annual awards gala, and um, this honors our businesses some of you might be familiar with or have attended. It's our black tie event of the year, and we usually do it right at the beginning of the year. And um, we give out awards to local businesses in, in Cache Valley only and try to really give uh, a chance locally for people to, um, you know, really shine and for us to, to honor the standout businesses. We do, um, uh, as I mentioned, our women's conference and um, we... Uh, 
have our golf tournament. So if you see uh, the guy in the Scottish regalia, um, we each year do our golf tournament on 9-11, um, September 11th, and we honor and give um, a, a portion, a, a large portion of our proceeds to uh, veterans. And every year um, we've been using the Marine Corps Auxiliary. They provide this incredible flag ceremony um, and they bring they bring this bagpiper in and it is it's really stunning and it's been really fun we've had a wonderful time um, we uh, are coming up well we were supposed to have our greater cash valley economic summit um, on uh, in April and we had to postpone it but we think we're going to be doing it on the 24th of June. So I wanted to tell you just a little bit about it because I think that each of you would find um, some real value in attending this. We're going to we're going to offer it in person, and we're also going to going to be giving you a virtual option if if you feel more comfortable. One of the ways we're going to do this, as you well know, um, we're at the we're at the point now where we can have 50 uh, people gathering. And so what we've decided to do working with the Riverwoods Conference Center is set up uh, four different rooms, four or five different rooms with that will accommodate 50 people each um, and keep everyone socially distanced. We'll also have three entrances into the conference center uh, possibly four, and you'll be checked. Uh, I think we'll do a temperature check. We'll see how we're doing, but we are going to provide masks and ask people to wear masks. Um, what we're going to have are some pretty cool um, things going on, and and I'm one of the things is a future. We're going to do we're going to do a futuristic view. We're going to do a look back at Cache County and what it looked like uh, fifty. 50 years ago and then we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna jet forward to what our future of air travel is going to be like we're gonna have some breakouts to talk about um, our tourism which has been really hurt and hit by this COVID-19 and, and how we're gonna move forward into that and I think the reason I bring this up is it's important to every one of us um, Tourism brings a lot of money into our valley. You might not think that, but um, I'm on the tourism board, and and I was uh, blown away by uh, the amount of of money and taxes, tax uh, money that people come and spend in Cache Valley. So we're going to be missing some of that this year. So there's going to be a pivot, and it'll be interesting to hear about that. We are going to talk about how to build a resiliency plan into your business. Um, this is something that the Cash Valley Chamber has been doing for about a year. We have a resiliency group, and um, some of the groups that have really planned were able to pivot and adapt when the COVID-19 um, you know, pandemic came down upon us. And uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about how to how to fix that and then again what what do we do what are we going to do next time or if we have a wave a returning wave um, we're going to talk about workforce and I'm going to we're going to we're going to have a little deeper dive into our workforce as I talk more about our economy 
but we're going to have some specialists talking about what did they do with their workforce during this COVID outbreak? How did they transition to home? Um, we um, have a recruiter from uh, Conservus, and they had to they had to move a thousand employees from an, a secure in a secure network to work at home. So it's going to be interesting. We're going to talk also what is our education going to look like. And then we have some really cool guests coming from our governor's office, and they're going to talk about really what it looks like, what what uh, what our what the state of our economy is in now, and how it's going to move forward. So I'm going to give you a glimpse of um, the state of our economy. And uh, again, this will be a great event. I hope you'll mark your calendars and. Um, plan to attend this day either in person or virtually because I think it will help you. I think you've got an interest in what's going on with our economy and so um, I think this will be a great day. I am now going to move on to um, what, what, I, what I said I was going to talk about so that was a bit of an introduction um, but what uh, what I was asked to speak on was really kind of what is our the state of our economy in Cash Valley, and I wanted to give you um, an optimistic and a hopeful view. I'm very excited, and this morning um, I was just on with uh, our Economic Development Alliance um, executive board and. I learned about, well, I knew about uh, this first project, and we've got some really cool projects coming up in the valley that are full bore ahead, so you're going to be excited that this is going to, to help the economy in Cache Valley. Number one is Maloof um, had been courted to move their headquarters um, to the Midwest where they, where they own some property. And they worked um, with the state of Utah, and they got some incentives um, from, from the governor's office of economic development. They got some incentives from Nibley City and our county, and they are going to uh, complete a beautiful new building. You're going to be you're going to be wowed, and you're going to be able to see it from the highway. Um, because <laughs> it's got an Olympic-sized swimming pool inside of it. <laughs> so you know it's going to be fantastic, but they're going to build their new headquarters here. It's a $100 million project, um, which, by the way, brings, brings some, a lot of taxes um, back into uh, our valley. Um, they've acquired several companies, um, so it looks like to me they're, we're, we're guessing maybe they're moving more into some of the furniture business. Um, they've acquired Down East, and I believe the company I heard was Salt Flat. Um, uh, uh, Laura on my staff knew that that, that was uh, furniture. So anyway, um, they're going to have 300 local employees and um, here in Cache Valley, but with a total of 1,300 employees worldwide. So that's a pretty exciting project, and a lot of you have heard about Maloof and, and what the, the cool things are doing um, inside their company. Um, it's almost like working at Google when you go there, so it's pretty fun. 
Um, the, let me talk next about, this isn't as exciting and sexy, but the South Valley um, Industrial Park. So we're looking around, um, I don't know if you live in the south end of the valley, you know um, the JBS plant that, you, that was started as E.A. Miller. Um, if you grew up here, that's, maybe you still call it Miller's. Uh, I do. Um, and uh, next to it is... Um, West Point Dairy, and there are a couple of other companies. There's Miller. Um, anyway, there's a number of businesses there, and we've been getting together to see if we can improve the roads going in and out of that area. Uh, I don't know if you know, but there are um, a thousand semi-trucks a day going in and out of those businesses. We sat around the room with every one of those businesses in this meeting, and they each said how many trucks come in and out to their business every day, and we started adding it up, and we were blown away. We really need to do something for the roads in that end of the valley, and our, our vision is uh, the properties owned by Hiram City, Nibley City, and the county. And so we're putting this big project together, working together to build a, a real industrial type park there. And it will make sense so that, you know, if you live in Hiram, a semi truck isn't driving down the road in front of your house, um, or five or 10 or 15. If you live in Nibley, you're going to see a lot of the trucks. And, and I think those who live in that end of the valley would believe, would believe me. And I think this is an ex, it's not as sexy as Maloof, but it's exciting and it's going to be great for our valley. Um, those are good businesses and it will attract some other businesses that they can work with. Another project um, that is going in that will affect our valley, and maybe you've heard about it, is the Inland Port. Um, the Inland Port would be an actual port uh, as if it were on the coast, but in, in Utah, in the crossroads of the west, um, right out in Salt Lake, on the, on the west of Salt Lake, and out by the airport. And this would be an actual international hub um, for um, uh, air, tra air, air, uh, air support, air um, transport, uh, rail transport, and again, highway um, or uh, big trucks uh, transport. Exciting um, because it, what it means for us is we could be a, a, a prong for that, um, if you will, an arm of that inland port, um, and it'll enable our businesses in Cache Valley to connect with that port and do international business um, a little bit easier. If you, if you think that we don't have international business um, in Cache Valley, uh, guess again. <laughs> we have a lot of a lot of business going on that is, is really international and global. Um, Campbell Scientific, for one, is really a global company. They, they do really no business really locally, all their business, and they have, um, they have sites all over the world. That's a local, homegrown business, which, which I'm so proud we have so many of those here in Cache Valley. Um, yeah. Real quickly, is there somewhere where we can find a map of the South Valley Industrial Park and the Inland Port, kind of what the development plans are? 
so you could, I'm sure you can Google the Utah Inland Port and see a map, but I don't think that um, the Cache Valley, South Valley, uh, we're not quite to that point where there's a map yet. We're still working on setting the roads and getting these groups together. There has to be a, a number of steps before that gets built. Thank you. Okay. Um, I did want to give you, <laughs> I did want to give you a lot more information and show you a lot more pictures. But uh, anyway, this is you're going to have to listen to my voice and <laughs> and go and and Google these. Um, you can look up also a very exciting company that just moved and built um, a beautiful new building next to the airport, our local Cache Valley Airport. Um, Logan Cash Airport is called uh, Electric Power Systems, EP Systems, and they build um, batteries that are so high-tech and long-lasting that they can support um, a manned uh, drone or a manned, a small manned aircraft. This picture that I put in here is, is, is maybe a rendition of a possibility. Um, you're going to hear, uh, if you come to um, our economic summit, and you're going to hear um, some really exciting things that are going on with air travel. So let me just say, in a nutshell, Electric Power Systems is hoping to develop um, a small battery electric uh, operated aircraft that will actually be like a little commute. Uh, so think Uber for air, and you can hop on a little electric um, Uber plane and get on in in Logan and and get to the airport in in you know I don't know twenty thirty minutes, um, maybe a little more. I don't know exactly the the amount of time, but for a really nominal fee, um, you know, like Uber, it, it would be a, a forty dollar. 25 I don't know what it would be but anyway something like that we we have a company who <laughs> who's who's developing that right here and and they moved here from California they chose to move to Utah they chose to they chose the Cash Valley uh, Logan Cash Airport for a reason um, part of that reason is USU has quite um, an in a, a robust uh, air um, pilot training program and their training pilots and all kinds of different things. So that's another exciting program, which I didn't put up here um, the details at USU flight program is they're really growing. Um, they've got some support. They've got uh, a fixed wing and rotary wing options. So it's really, it's really growing and electric power systems would like to put in um, these big power banks where we can actually start to get electric aircraft and then train these pilots that are being trained by USU right here at our airport. This is this is groundbreaking, and this is um, this company has gotten real global attention. And uh, Nate Millicum, who came and moved here and started here as the CEO. Um, has been courted by companies in Europe uh, to and 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 cities and towns and um, industrial areas to court them to move there. And so we're really fortunate that they decided to come to Cache Valley. It's really going to put us on the map. 
Um, another project that um, I think you might be interested in, I know is going to really impact, especially your business, because um, this is what I've, I've heard, is Northrop, oops, and I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I made a typo on the slide. It's Northrop Grumman. And Northrop Grumman purchased um, a thigh call ATK out, uh, out in Promontory. And um, they are building a brand new headquarters building down um, in Clearfield. And they, are, they have gotten a huge contract with Hill Air Force Base. And they will uh, be expanding and cre creating uh, two, 2,250 jobs in northern Utah. And I'm just going to tell you that what I've heard from my other economic development um, colleagues is that Northrop Grumman is telling their employees that they're, they're moving here. They're obviously not going to be able to hire 2,250 employees right from northern Utah, although they're starting to hire a lot of people and maybe taking them away from some of our other companies. Um, but they're, they're going to be transplanting a lot of people here, and they're telling people to look for housing uh, north of Ogden and north in northern Utah and even in, and into Cache Valley um, because, well, the commute, is not like a California commute. Um, it's beautiful and lovely and maybe not nearly as, as far. So we'll see uh, what that's going to do, but uh, keep an eye on Northrop Grumman because I think they're going to really impact what our Northern Utah economic, um, just our economy in Northern Utah in general is really going to impact that. And I think you're going to see uh, some changes. So watch for that. Those are some projects, just a few uh, that I know are going on that I think I think you're going to be excited to hear. So I hope that makes you happy and optimistic because uh, that's those are good things for coming. Um, let me just talk a little bit about our general health of our economy in Cache Valley. And, and I just want to say that during the last downturn um, of the Great Recession, Cache Valley just really, um, we just weren't really impacted. And uh, we looked at that and we've studied that. And um, our, our unemployment stayed very low. It spiked in everywhere around the country, and yet it stayed low. And we wanted to know why, why was why did why was that and why did that happen and and many people have said it's because we have such a diverse economy here i mean yes we have big employers but they're different um we have large manufacturers um we have tech we have services and and we have usu so uh, we were lucky. And right now, the projections look like we're still going to be fairly lucky. Um, and that may be part of the reason, um, too. And I also think it's it's just the um, maybe the state of where we are and the wonderful people that live here and, and the ability to collaborate. So USU is our largest employer in, in the Valley. 
and nobody's going to be surprised by that, but they, they impact our local economy tremendously. Uh, if you think of the employees and uh, the people that work at USU that support um, education, are the supporting workers, um, not only, you know, you think of a professor coming here, they do attract a lot of um, people that come and move to Cache Valley and they love it and they stay here. Um, uh, so there's that with, you know, people coming to work at USU, bringing a family, um, having a, a reasonable income with good benefits um, means that they're going to spend more, live here, participate participate locally and get integrated into the community, which, which has been a really uh, strong um, impact for Cache Valley for a long time. And um, so we're, we're very lucky. Uh, it, it brings a lot of stability to, um, to, to Cache Valley. And when I show the picture of President Cockett, um, she spoke um, she spoke at our women's conference, but then she also spoke at our business summit the following year and did, did talk about the impact of USU and the economy that USU has on the economy. So it was very interesting. Um, yes, we get a lot of students who, who can actually fill the jobs. As uh, you know, uh, our students in Utah, um, uh, look a little different, our college students, uh, than in most uh, colleges across the country. We have a lot of married students. They start a family. Um, they need to work. They graduate with the least amount of debt, in, I think, in any, um, any the colleges in Utah, and I think USU, uh, very, very high on the list of students who finish college with no debt or very little debt because they work and they have a work ethic. So we, we can't discount our, our workforce uh, that our students. And a lot of times when they graduate, they've, 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 they've started to put down roots here and they wanna stay here. And so one of, the, one of the things that we do in economic development is really try to look at, do we have companies here and jobs here for these students that will that will keep them here. Um, I know, I know, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I bet you know somebody, but I have four children. Two of my children live here and the other two do not. Uh, they live in different states and uh, they, you know, they did it for opportunities um, and, and usually it's job opportunities and we don't, we don't offer some of those jobs. We wanna keep our kids here you know, as we get older, we become grandparents and we say, don't move away. <laughs> we, want, we want people to stay. So one of the things we, we look at is, do we have the jobs here? And so one of the a couple of the things that really do um, attract businesses are, are my next few points on this slide. Um, we do have a great workforce with a great ethic and they're highly educated and they're younger. Uh, than, than a lot of workforces. So that's an attraction for a business when they're looking to come to Cash Valley. Um, the operational cost, the cost of doing business is still a little bit lower here. Um, partly that's due to um, some of our low wages. 
which you know <laughs> you can you can say is a is a, a double-edged sword a little bit it's great for businesses but as an employee we want we want to find a great balance uh, um, there so we're looking for to attract the right kinds of businesses um, we have a and I touched on this before in tourism, but we have incredible community opportunities. And I don't need to tell you about those, except for you may not know how many people come uh, to visit us in the summer to see um, the Utah Festival Opera and the Lyric Theater and those things. Um, our summer citizens, which the entire program was canceled this year, Utah Festival Opera canceled this year. Um, those summer citizens, 800, uh, I think how many were registered within the program last year, they come into Cache Valley and they live here and they eat at restaurants. Mostly they never cook a meal in their homes. And um, they attend, they come because they can attend these great things. Even the free concerts uh, in the Tabernacle at noon, big deal for them. Um, they attend all the shows. It's something they plan for their summer. Um, so we're going to have to really pivot and look at what we're going to do. But I think we're going to see a comeback. We're going to see, hopefully we're going to see a lot of people uh, vacationing in their backyard, kind of doing a stay, staycation or closer, closer um closer vacations, but we do have such a beautiful resources in our mountains. And um, I'm telling you, I was on a call uh, with the chamber, pre uh, chamber president in Bear Lake, and they, uh, it already looks like June there instead of May. So people are coming to the lake. Um, it's been good because the weather's been great. Uh, we'll see this weekend, probably not going to be great, but we've had some decent weather and people are flocking to Bear Lake already. So we're going to see some people passing through and we're going to see um, hopefully people coming to recreate around in our mountains and lakes and um, camping and taking advantage of those kinds of things. The health of our economy is dependent upon this diverse economy that I mentioned before. Um, we have so many great businesses here that um, you, you probably don't know about because I didn't know about them, and I still don't know all of them. Um, we have uh, over 550 members in our chamber, business members, um, which is a pretty big chamber. We're like the third biggest chamber in the state of Utah, but that doesn't encompass, we've got thousands of businesses here, I think 2,000. So we've got a long ways to go before we can bring them all in. Um, so uh, hopefully this gives you a healthy, happy view. Um, I want to just give you a little bit of background now on to um, kind of pivot toward um, the, the COVID-19 and, and what's been going on and, and what, what we've been doing. Um, I think uh, I think that's something maybe you're sick to death of talking about it but maybe you'd like to know our perspective um, we have been following the governor's Utah leads together plan and and I hope you've already heard about it um, 
but they just came out with a new version, uh, 3.0, just yesterday. And the governor put together a task force, and within that task force, which was led by the lieutenant governor, Spencer Cox, is the economic uh, task force. And that was, that was led by Derek Miller, who is the president of the Salt Lake Chamber and the Salt Lake Downtown Alliance. They had a team of incredibly smart people put together this plan that, that started as a one version and then the second version and now the third version. Um, incredible people like Natalie Gochnauer, who is just um, a leader in, um, in economic um, forecasting. Um, I wish I should have thought to put uh, her title down, but uh, she's incredible. Th there's been a lot of thought put into this guideline. So I would encourage you, if you're interested, it's easy to read. You just go to utah.gov and you'll see a huge banner uh, that says COVID-19 and you can just click on it and you can easily find on the right side um, Utah Leads. Uh, Utah Leads Together, I think is the, is the proper title. One of the, thing, the things that they're focusing on in this version are really um, protecting uh, the high-risk population, which I think says a lot about our state and how we're thinking about our, our high-risk population and taking care of them. Also, there are a lot of guidelines, and it's very interesting, I thought, to look at. Um, they're really safeguarding the multicultural community. Um, there is a great plan for economic recovery um, and uh, how to uh, work with our fiscal and economic preparedness, um, some group initiatives, um, some emergency procurement, some U.S. monetary and fiscal responses. So if, if I'm boring you to death, it's, it's okay, but um, it's very interesting if you wanted to dig into that, if you're really if you really want to know what's going on. But I want to tell you that as, as the information hub for Cache Valley in the chamber, we have been following this Utah Leads plan a bit like it was our Bible. So it's, it's what we've decided to follow uh, when it comes to doing um, events and, and starting to get together again for meetings and things. Um, one of the cool things that was in this plan is um, they showed um, a map of the United States and uh, they talked about the health of our Department of Workforce Services. And I work closely um, with uh, the business outreach person for our Logan uh, local Department of Workforce Services. And so when it comes to unemployment insurance claims, we are overall in this pandemic, 9.6% of our workforce have applied for unemployment. But when you compare that to the, U, the rest of the United States, um, most of the average is, is 21.5% of their workforce has applied for unemployment. We are the lowest. Um, there's uh, South Dakota is the same as us, and we are the lowest percentage. So that says something about um, 
uh, our unemployment insurance and the, and the health of our Department of Workforce Services. Also our funding, the money that, that is kept for that purpose has been robust. They've been saving for, uh, you know, something like this. So they didn't expect the uh, insurgents of, you know, the, the, that it came in so fast to so many people, but the money is there. And so if people have applied, um, you know, be patient, they're going to get their money um, if you know of anybody. Um, and, and I'm happy to help make a direct contact if you know of anybody who's, who's struggling to get their unemployment. There's been a tremendous amount of federal funding, which has been crazy. Uh, the loans from this SBA, um, I'm not going to lie, have been complicated, hard to get. Um, sometimes you've heard in the national news they've missed a lot of small businesses, what they were intended for. Our state has come together and offered so many different um, programs. Right now there's still a bucket of money, which is substantial, from the Governor's Office of Economic Development for any small business who is having trouble because of COVID paying their lease, their mortgage, their rent, they have funding for that available. It's still available. People have not applied for it. We even got local money um, that we got from GoEd to give to us to help local businesses. So if you know of a business who is suffering and has not had any help, there is help, so please come to me um, offline, bring that, bring that business or give that contact to me so we can get them connected. We have, we have been, as I mentioned, the hub of information um, during COVID. Um, just as an example, I wanna show you um, one of the last emails. We've been sending out an email. Um, uh, Warren Koontz, who works in my office, who is um, our membership director. I asked him, um, I had to be out for a little bit of medical leave and he, I said, please, will you take all this information that we're getting, you know, 15, 20 emails a day from all these resources saying, pass this on, pass this on. Let's put this together in and let's, let's, um, let's comb through it. Let's put together what we need and let's send it out um, as often as we think we need to send it out. Uh, it did seem like we were sending one every single day, so if you're a chamber member and you got sick of them <laughs> and you unsubscribed, <laughs> we understand, but, but we've heard so much uh, great feedback that we, we were the, we were the, we were the go-to resource. So this is just an example of, of what we've been sending out with links, um, directly so if you if you applied for these programs um, if you wanted to know where the Utah leads uh, version 3 is you know just guidelines and, and great resources I'm really proud of what we've done during COVID um, I just wanted to touch a little bit about um, what what we started the Cash Valley Economic Development Alliance it's quite unique and we're really, we're really happy that we put this together. It's comprised of business people, community leaders, um, business leaders throughout uh, Cache Valley. We have um, we've composed a strategic plan. We've had industry-focused meetings. We've offered export boot camps. 
Um, Bear funding is business expansion and retention. Um, we've given out and helped companies receive what we call the fast track grant, uh, which is from the governor's office of economic development. We've offered training. We do our annual summit. That's part of the economic alliance. And we're going to be very, uh, we're going to be taking a much bigger lead on um, funding local projects. Um, the legislature just passed an exciting um, piece of legislation that will now enable each county to have a pot of money to spend to help with local economic development projects. So keep your eyes open for that if you're interested in economic development. Um, we do we do really keep track of uh, legislative affairs. Um, that's something that we worked really hard to um, be very proactive. We have uh, we participate in a coalition of Northern Utah Chambers, and we are a very big voice for Northern Utah. Um, we have stayed in tune, and during the legislative session. Um, I am usually at the Hill twice a week, and we've got members of our committee that are there even more than that. So we um, have a direct line with, a, with our local legislators, and um, we're participating with them. We have great relationships with also our, our federal, our national, um, our state uh, uh, Senate, uh, senators and legislators as well. We um, developed a workforce committee, and we are focusing on workforce retention. I'll just tell you that even in the, in the height of COVID, we had 550 job openings available in Cache Valley. So even though some people were getting laid off, there was still a lot of work available. Um, we are in the middle of a lunch and learn series to help people with workforce retention because before COVID-19, our unemployment was absolutely, I mean, almost at zero. Uh, you couldn't get anyone, you couldn't hire anyone unless you stole them from another job. Anybody who wanted to work could have a job. Um, so those are some of the things we're doing at, um, at the chamber. And um, those, that's the end of my slides. Uh, thank you so much. And now I guess we'll have some questions. I think the only unanswered question from the chat was just uh, getting some more information on the economic development sub summit that's going to be hosted. Okay. Um, so are you okay if I email you? And Absolutely. For how we can do that. You bet. Um, that economic, we, we have just barely, we wanted to make sure before we went ahead with that event um, that we had the permission and and the blessing of the Bear River Health Department. And we have just gotten some emails, and they said, as long as you follow the Utah Leads program. So we're combing through um, that that was just released yesterday to make sure that we're, um, we're under, that we're following the guidelines. And so it looks like it's going to happen. So if you'll just go to Chamber, the Chamber website, um, cashchamber.com. You'll you'll be able to register for that soon, but I am happy to share um, once we get the information and the registration live. I'm happy to share that with you, Brooke, and you can share that with everyone. I think it's going to be um, a really good event. I think it's going to be helpful for every every business. Wonderful. We really appreciate that. 
Adam, we'll turn the time over to you, I guess. Well, Jamie, I just want to thank you uh, for giving us this information. I know for myself, I've been searching and searching for the unemployment number as I have so many clients that have been terrified of buying yeah. or selling because they're afraid of what a, the potential is. And to be able to now say, hey, guys, we're at 9.6. We're yeah. puny. We created 550 jobs <laughs> during, during at the height of COVID, honestly, I was in a meeting with um, with people right from DWS, and that's how many they listed on just their website. So not everybody lists their jobs there, but um, we've got at least that many openings. So it's super exciting that, um, and I just, maybe I, I, if you permit me to tell you that I was asked to be part of um, the Salt Lake, um, they do a, a town hall every week, the Salt Lake Chamber, which is this economic um, task force, the governor's task force. And I was invited to share something unique that was going on in a business and how they were, how they were um, uh, weathering the COVID-19 pandemic. And I got to talk about our restaurant co-op. And a lot of you probably have heard about it if you've listened to the radio. Um, but we formed a Cash Valley restaurant co-op. And people collaborated together to help each other and to help deliver for free meals throughout Cash Valley. And we got to highlight that to the rest of the state of Utah. Um, I invited um, Greg Roper and Justin Hamilton to come on to that town hall that has hundreds of people every week on that town hall and um, get to highlight what we're doing in Cache Valley. So even the restaurants that are one of the most critical things um, that have been affected, our restaurants figured it out, uh, I think. And I hope they're, they're surviving and let's do our best to help support our local businesses. We were so very grateful that you joined us today, Jamie. You're very Thank welcome. You for the information that you shared. Thanks for listening to the Cash Valley Insider. Subscribe and listen wherever podcasts are found. And don't forget to leave us a rating and a review. Learn more about the Cash Valley Chamber and become a member at cashchamber.com.